It's August the 1st in the year of our Lord, 2023, and you are listening to, what? Rumination Tuesday, when we're going to be taking a look at a hymn, and the hymn we're looking at, even though I have a sore throat, we should be able to get to it okay, is O Living Bread from Heaven. And this is a hymn that I, Tom Baker, and Pastor Mark Smith will be talking about today. Oh, living bread from heaven. And you probably want to hear what it sounds like. Well, here's what it sounds like. written by Johann Rist, R-I-S-T, was uh, published in 1651. It is a communion hymn of heartfelt praise and thanksgiving after the reception of the most worthy Holy Supper. Rist lived through the Thirty Years' War and saw his town of Wedel, W-E-D-E-L, near Hamburg, destroyed, along with the musical instruments in 1643. In the fire of tribulation and the school of the cross and his hymns are patterned after the Psalms of David and the hymns of Luther. They seek to offer hope and comfort through the promises of Jesus Christ. So, here we go. O living bread from heaven. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is Pastor Mark Smith. Good morning, Pastor Smith. Hey, Tom, your voice sounds a little bit better than yesterday. I hope you're getting better. Well, yeah, I'm taking appropriate medicine from my wife, who was a former nurse. So it's getting a little better. 
but I've got a number of things to do today where I'll be talking. So, huh. oh, living bread from heaven. Now, unfortunately, the worship service that some people have don't have the Lord's Supper. But we do have the Lord's Supper this Sunday, so we'll be using this hymn. So would you read the first stanza? I'll be happy to. O living bread from heaven, how well you feed your guest. The gifts that you have given have filled my heart with rest. O wondrous food of blessing, O cup that heals our woes, my heart this gift possessing with praises overflows. So what's a gift? Christ himself, and uh, particularly when we celebrate the Lord's Supper, his own, own body and blood given and shed for us for the forgiveness of sins. Yes. I really like the Isaiah passage for this week. Isaiah 55. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? So this is Isaiah, Old Testament. What does he mean about receiving bread from God? Yeah, he was talking already, even though he was a prophet that was way back in the Old Testament, some 700 years before Christ came, he, he by faith, uh, understood, and well, at least he believed. If he didn't fully understood, uh, he, he believed in the, uh, the bread of life that would come uh, someday and redeem us all. Bread of life being God's own son, the Messiah. Exactly. Exactly. And in the Matthew passage, we have the feeding of the 5,000. What has that got to do with bread? Well, uh, that was uh, the feeding of the 5,000, of course, that was the bread that perishes. Uh, I mean, it, it, they needed it out there uh, in the middle of nowhere, and uh, Christ fed them. 5,000, that's not even counting the women and children that must have been out there. So who knows, maybe uh, closer to uh, closer to seven or 8,000. But at any rate, uh, he fed them. He multiplied the loaves and, uh, and uh, multiplied the fish. And uh, there was uh, plenty of bread even left over gathered up into baskets. But that bread, that bread perishes after a while. That, that filled their stomachs for a while. But I'll tell you what, uh, Jesus, the bread of life, he gives, us, he gives us the bread that gives us eternal life and the water which wells up to eternal life. As he said, so on as he, a as communion to, Sunday. What's that? On a communion Sunday, how would you talk about the bread that they're about to receive? Well, of course, uh, the bread, uh, we, there, there are four elements, really, in the Lord's Supper. There's the bread, 
which uh, comes in the form of the wafers that we distribute. There's the wine. But, of course, under that bread and wine, we believe on the basis of God's promises in his word that his very body and blood is present in that holy meal. Well said. So in, with, and under the bread and wine, we receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ. That is right. What's the purpose of that from God's point of view? Forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. Exactly. In, in fact, I don't know if you use the introit for the worship services that you conduct, do you? Yes, yes, we do, but I can't give it to you. I don't have it at my fingertips right now, but we read it responsively. Yes, it's talking about the benefits that Israel received in the wilderness. They asked, and he brought quail, and he gave them bread from heaven in abundance. He opened the rock, and water gushed out. It flowed through the desert like a river. This is all from Psalm 105. And the reason that God did that is also in Psalm 105. For he remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant. What was that promise? Well, he promised, uh, he promised to Abraham that... Uh, well, he reckoned unto him, Abraham believed when he was about to sacrifice his own son. Uh, the, the angel of the Lord, who was Christ appearing in the Old Testament, uh, t told him, he said, don't, don't harm your son. Uh, the Lord will provide. He will provide himself a sacrifice one day upon upon the cross. He wasn't that specific, but the but Abraham believed the promise that God himself, the Lord himself would provide the necessary sacrifice for him and everybody else. And uh and Abraham believed that promise, that precious promise of salvation through a promised Messiah, and it was uh it was accounted to him as righteousness. How could he believe that Isaac would be, through the seed, coming the Messiah if he was to kill Isaac. Well, he, he told, if you read that story of him sacrificing his son, about to sacrifice his son on Mount Moriah, he told his men, he said, you stay here, I and the boy will go up and worship, and then we will come back to you. Uh, so, and, and we're told in the New Testament, I can't give you the exact reference, but we're told in the New Testament, it, I think, is it Hebrews? Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, we're told that, uh, that he believed that, uh, in the resurrection, even then Abraham believed that, uh, if necessary, uh, God would raise his son even then. Even though he was told he would be a burnt sacrifice, he, he believed unshakingly in that promise of the resurrection. That he, that somehow, well okay, all right. 
Yeah, in so fact, he wasn't, in Hebrews. He wasn't, yeah, he was not lying to his men. He implicitly believed that we will go up there and worship, but somehow we will come back to you. Yeah, he believed that because it says he had received Isaac from a dead body. Right. What was that referring to? He was referring to himself, to uh, to Abraham himself, who was for all, you know, he's virtually dead. He was beyond uh, uh, child siring years and, uh, and his own wife. I mean, Abraham himself was what? Uh, almost 100 years old, and his wife was 90 years old, virtually right. dead as far as raising up an heir, and yet uh, and yet, God raised up from him Isaac, as he promised. Right. Stanza two, please. Sure. My Lord, you here have led me to this most holy place, and with yourself have fed me the treasures of of your grace for you have freely given what earth could never buy the bread of life from heaven that now I shall not die now I think the most important phrase there is the beginning my Lord yes uh, we've lost Tom he's uh, having I think phone difficulty or trouble with his computer but uh, we're discussing the hymn, O Living Bread from Heaven, hymn 642 in the Lutheran Service Book. Uh, we're into the second verse. My Lord, you... Yes. I'm back on. We're, we're all through the phone now. Okay, fine. So anything else on stanza two? Let's see. With, with yourself, with yourself have fed me the treasures of your grace. For you have freely given what earth could never buy. You know, that is, that is so true. Uh, not all the money in the world, uh, not, uh, not the, the, the crown jewels, not the Taj Mahal, nothing. No, no property in all the earth could buy what, what God freely gives us in his blessed supper. Now the last phrase, that now I shall not die. I don't yes. think the world understands that. How do we explain yeah. that? Yeah. Well, uh, again, forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. That's not just not just earthly life, but eternal life is uh, imparted to us in the sacrament. But the world thinks we die. Oh, of course, of course. But but w when we close our eyes, eyelids in death here, we will be with Jesus in heaven. We'll be with him there. Uh, we, we, we call it um, asleep in Jesus. And not only that, now we're in bliss. We're in a blissful state with him in heaven until the last day when he raises all the dead. We'll be raised up. Not only, not only our souls are in heaven, but our bodies as well. Our bodies will be glorified, and we will live forever. I was just sharing that promise. I was just sharing that promise with someone just yesterday, uh, really? giving them comfort. Uh, as uh, you know, as many people, even though we're Christians, we still, uh, you know, there's there's that old Adam in us that still tends to fear death, to fear the unknown, and what what will await us uh, after well, we uh, pass away. But nevertheless, 
we have assured certain promise, and we we believe unshakingly in that promise that we will we go on living. Our our eternal life begins already in our baptism, and it goes throughout eternity. And of course, our our soul is with Jesus in that we call the interim estate after we pass away from this earth. Our soul yeah. is with Him. And then on the last day, our bodies, too, are raised, glorified, and will live forever with him, body and soul, and with all who believe in him in heaven. And the background that we will not die is when Jesus taught to Martha before the raising of Lazarus from the tomb. Whoever yes. believes in me will never die. Yes, that's right. We just go all on right. living. Stands the three, please. You gave me all I wanted. This food can death destroy. And you have freely granted the cup of endless joy. My Lord, I do not merit the favor you have shown. And all my soul and spirit bow down before your throne. What does he mean? That he has not merited. Oh, we don't. We don't merit anything from God. It's it's pure grace. It's a gift of His grace. Uh, we have done nothing to deserve it. We're thoroughly blind, dead, and enemies of God by by our nature. But uh, purely by His grace, He has made us His children already through baptism, and uh, and He continues. He has promised continually to take care of us he can he pours down blessings and joys upon us all our lives so the merit refers to the idea that every religion has outside of christianity that by your works you can earn salvation and this is saying no you cannot no, it's a right. gift of grace that's right so it's God's favor that he has shown to us and all my soul and spirit bow down before your throne. Now notice he doesn't say all my soul, spirit and body, but just soul and spirit. Right. Because at your earthly death, your spirit will be with Jesus in heaven and will be bowing down before his throne. Right. There's a lot to share here with people who are coming to the Lord's Supper. And it begins this stanza, you gave me all I wanted. Now, wait a minute. Does God give us all we want? He gives us all we need. What, what we want, we want his will. We come to faith, we yes. want his, his will, not our will. Just like Jesus said to his own heavenly father, uh, he said uh, he, he wanted to be subject to his will, even unto the point of that terrible death that he underwent. We are in our own uh imperfect way we too want god's will we struggle with it but uh, nevertheless 
We genuinely, as Christians, want his will. And so what we want, he has promised to give us. And uh, what, we, what we want really is what we need, which is his sustenance, his strength, his forgiveness, his life and salvation. That's what he has assured us here. Well said. That's right. It's not everything that I may want, like earthly gifts, but the spiritual gifts, as you well said, of the forgiveness of sins, life eternal, etc. And that desire, that want within us is because we have received the gift of the Holy Spirit who motivates us to desire what God wants. Yeah, Tom, you know, that's why when we pray, uh, when we pray, when we pray in his name, of course, we pray faithfully, uh, we, whenever we're thinking of earthly things, or worldly, worldly things, earthly things, like a, a bigger home or a new car, something like that, we always end the prayer, if, if it be thy will. Now, when it comes to spiritual gifts like uh, salvation, forgiveness, a stronger faith, we don't even have to, we know that's his will already. Yes, in fact, in the Lord's Prayer, we also say it. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, that our request, and that's what this verse is saying. You gave me all I wanted. All right, stanza four, please. Lord, grant me then, thus strengthened with heavenly food, while here my course on earth is lengthened, to serve with holy fear. And when you call my spirit to leave this world below, I enter through your merit where joys unmingled flow. Notice the chronology here. When do we enter into that wonderful place? Well, I would say uh, even in our baptism. Our no, eternal life begins to the verse. our baptism. What, what's that? According to the verse. Okay. Lord, grant me then the strengthen with heavenly food while here my course on... Oh, I got you. I understand you, Tom. While here my course on earth is lengthened to serve with holy fear. And when you call my spirit to leave yes. this world below. So that's when we pass on from this uh, world uh, to be with our Lord Jesus in his rest, his heavenly rest. You refer to that as the interim. Interim what? state, right. Why do we use the word interim? What does that mean? Well, because it's, uh, it's the time between our earthly yes. passing and the last day, which is, of course, the resurrection. The in-between time. The in-between right. time. And we're really not sure of exactly what's going on, because as you said, a lot of times on a gravestone, we put asleep in Jesus. Right. And so some would suggest that at the very moment you die, your spirit is with Jesus, but you only become aware of all this on the day of judgment when your body is restored to your spirit, 
whereas other passages give the impression that your spirit is in heaven in bliss, awaiting the time for judgment day. Right. Let me tell you, as I tell... As I tell other people, if I'm with Jesus, as he has promised, that is good enough for me. Right. I don't know all the details. I don't know all the – there's a lot of mystery about it, but I don't know all the details of that existence in the interim estate. But if I'm with our Lord Jesus, that's, that's perfect for me. Why are some people afraid of Judgment Day? Well, uh, I think a lot of people, well, a lot of people, uh, it's the, it's, there's a lot that we don't know about that. Although he really tells us plenty about it. He tells us about uh, our, our, the resurrection, the glorification that will befall us. He tells about the angels that'll, that'll aid us in the resurrection and raising all the, all the dead. But I think, I think the main people, reason is because they they're afraid believe. their works are going to be judged. That's right. All right. Thanks so much for helping with O Living Bread from Heaven. We'll be using it at our worship services this Sunday and Thursday. And it's a great communion hymn. I'm Tom Baker. You heard from Mark Smith. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132 or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.